Hey, on this episode of Rogue Creators, we got to talk with Josh Feedy from SalesReach.io. Tell us a little bit about what's happening in this episode, Lauren. Uh, this is a fantastic episode talking about why you need to be using video within your sales process or even video all around within your company. I mean, we go into a lot of great things. You totally need to check this episode out. Absolutely. Here we go. Three, two, one, zero. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome back to Rogue Creators, presented by Go GoRogueX. My name is Brian Fitton. And I'm Lauren Lewis. And this is the podcast dedicated to marketers and creators who are wanting to serve first and stand out from the crowd. Make sure that you subscribe every single week, YouTube, as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, to get all of the tools and resources you need to be the go-to name in your industry. Let's go. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Rogue Creators. My name is Brian Fitton. I'm here with my awesome co-host, Lauren Lewis. Hey. Hey. And we also have a special guest today, Joshua Feedy from uh, Sales hey Reach. How's it going, Josh? I'm awesome. Thanks for having me on. I mean, we've, we've, we've been waiting for this oh moment for so long. I just, I really hope that this is what all the hype was. I mean, it's the anticipation. We tried it. You had internet issues. I mean, you know, we'll 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 make it happen. This is going to be a good one. This is this is going to be gold. And I'm going to tell you what. Uh, it is it is absolutely exciting to have you on because again, the anticipation has been building, but also the conversation that we're going to talk about is real life examples of how content has led to you know relationships on LinkedIn. We've never met in real life. You're in. Minneapolis, correct? Or St. Paul? Correct. Yeah. Uh, and we have talked about, I saw your content, you and I started interacting and you're like, Hey, let's jump on a call. And then we connected and I was like, what do you do? And then you're like, Hey, I've got this awesome tool. And then I bought your product. <laughs> and so I have to do this because you're a customer. Otherwise I would have no business being on this low rank show, but you know, because you're a customer, it's, I'll show up, I'll show up is. for that. To yeah. be fair. Yeah. You actually yeah. agreed ahead of time, but I just bought the product on the back I, end because it's phenomenal, man. You guys have a great, yeah. great product. Uh, but thank you. Before we jump into all of that good stuff, we like to start off with something fun. What is that Lauren? Each week we like to start off, um, our episodes with what are you obsessed with this week? So starting with our guest, Josh, what are you obsessed with this week? Listen, guys, something you may not know about me. Every time I say that, I think of the Joe Rogan episode of Chappelle <laughs> show, but something you may not know about me is that I obsess over many, many things. Oh. I have a very addictive personality. Uh, you noticed the scotch lounge, yeah. which is overflowing. That's a hint. <laughs> um, but uh, some of the things I'm always obsessing over. Uh, so right now I'm obsessing over the sun coming out in Minnesota. Um, one of my favorite things is uh, cars. And I have a couple of fun cars and they're fast, but I can't use them six months out of the year mm. in Ugh. Minnesota, it, which is, it's heartbreaking for me. So I'm obsessing over the sun coming out. I've been tuning up the vehicles, getting them ready so I can actually drive them. But the number one thing I'm obsessing over right now, I love me a good cigar. A good cigar is my happy place, nice. man. Like a good cigar can take a really crummy day and turn it into the best night you ever had. And I recently brought on a new customer at uh, Foundation Cigars, which, by the way, is my fav one of my favorite cigar manufacturers in the world. And Nick, the founder, sent me an entire box of my Whoa. favorite cigars. Whoa, that's awesome. As a gift. So the level's been set, guys. If you're looking <laughs> to send me something after we're done with this as parting gifts, 
um, you know, like a pin with your logo on it, it's not going to cut it anymore. <laughs> like the, le- the bar has been set. Whole box of cigars or bust is yeah. really where it's at. So that's what I'm obsessing over right now, guys. Nice. Nice. That's great. That is awesome. All right, Lauren, what about you? Um, so I am excited. I don't, I don't know, obsessed, <laughs> but um, I am excited uh, about the new Marvel show, Winter Soldier and Falcon that released okay. uh, like a week ago, I think. Um, so my husband and I did WandaVision. We we liked it and everything. It was very different. Um, but I'm actually really excited about this one. It's a little bit more back to their more normal pace. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's kind of addressing some interesting issues as well, which is kind of bold of them to do. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see how they play that out. I hope that they'll just actually like really lean into that and not steer away. Um, so I'm actually really excited to see where this show is going to go. Have you watched it yet? No, we have not. Oh. Yeah. Now you're going to get everything spoiled for you. Well, well yeah, apparently, <laughs> apparently. No, we will. Uh, we'll have to jump into that. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, okay. So for me this week, uh, this is, I'm going to go tech nerdy real quick. Okay. Awesome. Uh, A10 mini extreme came out, which is a video switcher from black magic. Uh, it looks phenomenal. Lauren's not going to let me buy it, but that's okay. Uh, but we, uh, we have also been working. I don't know if you guys know this, but stream deck mm-hmm. is, you know, Elgato, I think is stream deck. They have, it's made for gamers and different streamers. There's a whole community of people who have been hacking this thing to make it video production, as well as running things through ATEM and all the stuff. And so I've been nerding out, we've been using it for a little while, uh, not here, but with uh, another client. And so I've seen what it can do, but I just fell down the the black hole of just there's so much you can do with this thing it is insane and so i am super pumped about that so i've kind of just over and over and i had i don't have anybody to talk to about it it's one of those things that i need to cast harris buddy of mine he's he's in that group too but uh, other than that it's like everybody shuts me down my wife i'm like oh look at this we can do this with it and she's like no idea no idea josh you, Brian, know. you can call me anytime yes. you can call me anytime on this stuff we can nerd out for days on this stuff yes. and can you send me a link to that first thing you were mentioning? Because I want to check that out. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The new A10 Mini Pro or uh, Extreme. Yeah, it's Extreme. Yeah. Uh, you'll appreciate <laughs> oh, this. As... Never mind. I'm not interested anymore. <laughs> no. After saying it like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, you'll appreciate this. The packaging of this box. Blackmagic does a pretty good job of packaging their products. But this one came out and somebody was like, it looks like I got the knockoff from Wish. Like the packaging, <laughs> It looks terrible. Uh, but anyway, phen- phenomenal products. But uh, yeah. Thank you, John. Man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. You know, we're going to do this. You can officially order it as well, Brian. I give you permission. (laughs) Um, This sounds like a business necessity. So thank you. There's much powers that be need to have a conversation. They can call me, but I'm not going to be, you know, too sympathetic of an ear, but they can call me and they can complain about this purchase if they want to. (laughs) Boys need their toys, Brian. Boys need their toys. Well, you know what? Uh, I know what Lauren's response is going to be. She's like, you need to close a few more sales through sales reach uh, and then I'll have the budget to be able to do that. And so uh, that's a, that's a good transition. Joshua, tell us about sales reach. Tell us about you, uh, your journey here and, and what you guys are, what you guys are doing over there. Yeah, we're okay. Number one, we're having a blast. Okay. (laughs) I want to be very clear about that. Uh, This is the most fun company in the world. And the reason that it's the most fun company in the world is because we get to hear from our customers every single day about the successes that they're having leveraging our software to land deals, right? I mean, as a salesperson, there's nothing more exciting than winning a deal, right? And 
if uh, if my customers are winning deals, I kind of get to feel like I'm a part of helping them yeah. win that deal. So I get to celebrate every single day. Like every single day, someone's like, we won a deal. This is sweet. And it's like, yes, we won a deal. Shot time. Um, but regardless, <laughs> um, what Sales Reach, uh, my name is Josh Feedy. I'm the CEO and founder of, of Sales Reach. Um, three and a half years ago, um, I decided that for some crazy reason, I wanted to start a second business. Uh, my first one didn't end so well. And so I never thought I wanted to start another business. But the idea was there and the gap in the market was just screaming at me. And I couldn't stop myself. I had to move forward. And what I was seeing uh, three and a half years ago, even five years ago, but what I was seeing uh, was that there was this real challenge in specifically B2B sales, but some B2C sales as well, but specifically B2B sales, where as sellers, we were actually making it challenging for our buyers to make a decision and to move forward with a deal. And I started to kind of diagnose what, what was causing this challenge. And honestly, what it was, was marketing. Marketing was causing this challenge. And I don't say this in a mean way to marketing, but here's the deal. Marketing teams are incredibly effective these days in a digital space. When you land on a website, it immediately starts feeling like an almost AI-driven, personalized experience. And it's like, wow, look at all this stuff. And I can go here and I can download this and I can self-educate here. And I never have to talk to a salesperson again. I can make all these decisions on my own, right? And then you go to like, four other competing sites, when you're identifying your own problem, trying to find solutions, you gather up all this information. The problem with that is that you're not engaging with a salesperson until you're over 70% of the way through your buying journey. So you haven't had anybody really telling you what you should or should not really be looking at specific to what your problem is that you're trying to solve. You're just grabbing stuff. And then when you try to make a decision, what happens is you're confused. Um, Gartner did an article about this recently. They said the number one challenge facing B2B sales is buyer confusion. And it's just because of this. They're gathering their own information. They're not being accompanied by someone in sales that can really be a strategist and help them more. Um, and when they get to the decision table, they can't make sense of the deal. So they decide to either move forward at a very small dollar amount just to give it a taste, or they just stick with the devil they know and they don't switch platforms or services or vendors or any of that stuff. So that was the number one challenge I wanted to solve for. We needed sales professionals to be able to be engaging in a digital first environment because the fact is that's where people are comfortable making their decisions right now. So we need to meet them where they're comfortable. We yeah. need to sell the way that they want to buy, not sell the way we want to sell, right? So number one, that was what we needed to create. But number two, I was seeing this rise in video-based sales and I was leveraging video in my sales efforts myself, but I was having some challenges with video because again, video was becoming this other thing. We're using all these different tools. And if all of these different tools are being delivered in all these different ways, then it just doesn't like, it, this isn't helpful because I have a video and an email here. And then I have your documents and PDFs over here in like 15 emails and I'm trying to organize them. And then I have all these other messages from you here. And I just thought what we need is a way to bring all this together into one seamless platform. Yep. So our platform, you can record personalized videos on it for your prospects. This is super effective in the early outreach, but where video is most important is literally using it throughout the entire buyer's journey, right? And we'll talk about that more. Um, then you can organize all the materials that they need to be reviewing to make it easy for them to make sense of the deal and to share with their team to help build consensus, which 
helps you land deals faster and move forward on a higher dollar amount. That's the basic idea of the entire software. Asset management system in a visual first asset delivery tool. Love it. Love it. Yeah. And that's uh, obviously a problem that's with me coming into this space, being a video guy already, um, wanting to send those personalized video messages as well as sending portfolio. Like we create content. So we want to be able to obviously show off our content uh, as well as send a proposal. And so you're like, you're three emails in now, right? <laughs> and, yeah. And you're yeah, trying to you compact are. all this stuff and you're trying to share video as well, but then you're sending them to YouTube to like see or Venmo or, or you know, Venmo. being able to actually go. Yeah, not Venmo. Please go to Venmo and send me that cash money right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Give me that email address. I'll send you some funds. It's fine. We'll get you that. We'll get you that software update yes, that you want. Don't thank worry you. about it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's awesome because it all, it is all in one. And, and so Josh, one thing that I wanted to point out, literally we had uh, a, a potential client say, this blew me away. Like when we sent over the proposal, they were like, this is, this is the reason why we're having a follow-up conversation right now is because mm-hmm. you guys obviously know what you're doing. It made us look really, really good. So thank you. <laughs> this is why the tagline on our site says, make the reason people buy the way or make the way you sell the reason people buy. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, it's not selling the way you want to sell. It's selling the way they want to buy. And we hear this stuff. I hear it from my prospects all the time. Um, we hear this from our customers all the time. Um, I don't want to turn this whole podcast into me bragging about our software. (laughs) Don't worry, people, you can fast forward a couple minutes and we'll stop talking about this. But that's the thing that I love about my software so much. And that most of our customers love about our software more than anything is the fact that this is the first time for many of them in their sales career or customer facing role that they're in where their customers and prospects are writing back to them with enthusiasm, thanking them for what they've done because they've never seen anything like this. And they don't, they, they figure there must be a team of 15 people putting together these pages. And the reality is my 10 year old son is able to build one of these pages in three minutes, Mm -hmm. right? It's so easy, but it makes you look the way you should look as a strategist, yep. someone's there to help them, not just someone that's there to sell them all day. Right. Yep. And that's what I think people appreciate the most. Absolutely. That's awesome. So we get this question all the time when we're creating video for clients. And um, usually it's when the kind of the boss rolls in and you gotta ask, how does video play a part in closing sales? Because obviously that's what, I mean, most of us want to know, like, how are we going to get the money from using video? So in your experience, especially with your product, how do you see that helping to close sales. So here's what I'll start with. It either helps tremendously or it doesn't help at all. Okay. (laughs) Like, let's just be honest. Um, Not everyone is great on camera and not everyone is great with video. And if you don't put in the effort to become good on video, then it's never going to help your sales efforts. Okay. I mean, (laughs) we've all seen these like one-to-one videos from people and it's like, whoa, somebody check that dude's pulse. Like, how is he even staying upright right now? That, wow, right? And, you know, in those cases, that's a sales rep you're probably not going to want to build a friendship with and you're probably not going to build trust with and you're probably not going to move forward with. So it's really important to just work on getting good at video. And what I mean by that is you have to be likable. You have to find the energy. It takes more energy, a lot more energy than just writing an email. And that's why only 9% of the sales professionals in the world use video. It takes more effort. It takes more effort than a cold call, honestly, because you're on camera. If you flub up, 
they see your they see your wheels spinning in your head trying to find the word. They don't see that when you're leaving a voice message. You just pause for a little and find the word, right? But on a video, you're like, ooh, I don't know what to say next. <laughs> oh yeah, here's what I was gonna say, right? Um, so it's you you need to you need to really practice. It it practice makes perfect with video. You have to just get started though. If you're not comfortable, if you don't feel comfortable making videos, I promise you, if you just start, you're gonna find that it's a lot easier than you ever thought it was going to be. It really doesn't take that long. I think when I started using video in my sales effort, it took me about 20 personalized videos before I felt like, all right, I got this, right? The first 20, I looked like a news anchor. There was no (laughs) value in it. Like it wasn't me. I wasn't being myself. I was trying to talk all business professional and that's not me. I'm not business professional. I haven't worn a suit in like 15 years. Right. (laughs) Um, except I, I was asked to be on a runway like two years ago. That was interesting. I think it it was like a dad bod sort of thing. Like we need all types. Let's get the dad bod on here. You know what I mean? Let's do the, (laughs) let's do the true fashion show. But either way, um, you know, you just got to be yourself. You got to be comfortable being yourself. And what you're going to find is that there really is nothing more humanizing than video in the sales process. People are fatigued with Zoom. Let's just call it out. Yeah. And that's fine. But one-to-one video is not Zoom. Receiving a personalized video for someone requires absolutely nothing of the person receiving it. Other than they just hit play, they take in the information, um, and they hopefully respond to you. Um, but I think that the one thing that everyone needs to focus on with video is having clear takeaways. You should really be using your video to instruct the person receiving it on what you would ideally want them to be doing and making it easy for them to understand what they should be doing, right? Um, And that's why, you know, just sending a video, in my mind today, it's not enough anymore. It just isn't. Like, I feel like the novelty of just receiving a video from somebody is is almost past. Um, there's times where you can send someone a video as like a thank you or whatever. And that that is impactful without question. But just delivering a, ve- a video without specific next steps in the same sort of environment where like they can just keep moving forward and not jumping back and forth. I really, truly believe that's where the industry is headed. Um, And I see so many reps, not just using our software, but there's a million different ways that you can pull this sort of thing together in your own way. The more deliberate you can be about explaining, here's what I need you to do next. And here's how easy I've made you to do that next thing that's where you're going to really start winning and getting the responses you want. Absolutely. Um, I'll tack onto that because I think starting out with video, as you said, practice makes perfect, but realizing that you don't need to be talking for five, seven, 10 minutes on this video. Oh, it God. needs to be the short, short way. And, and honestly, get to your, get to your points super quickly, especially on, on sales reach when we're delivering, it's like, Hey, thanks so much for taking the time to, to chat with me today. I'm super excited. What, what you're working on. I, I always do it down below. You'll see the link to the proposal. You'll also see a link to be able to call me. There's also some examples down below. Make sure you see those and contact me with any, any questions you might have. And then move forward. You're making it simple. You're making it simple. You're telling them what to do. It's, uh, it's kind of like dealing with children. Um, (laughs) no offense to any of our prospects, but like the more you can just tell them what to do, the better. And yeah, to your point, I mean, I, one of my sales reps just yesterday, he was making some cold outreach videos, um, and they were sounding great, right? He's getting his pitch down. It's sounding great. The value prop is there. And that was, I walked out and I was like, dude, that was fire. Thank you. Keep doing that. However, 
figure out how to do it in under a minute 30. Mm, yeah. Because he was at like three minutes. And like, it doesn't matter how great that video was and how many value points you hit. Nobody's getting past a minute 30. Yep. Nobody. Yep. Right. If you can say it in 45, then you're golden. It's even better. Right. So figure that out without talking like the micro machine man and, and you got money. Yeah. <laughs> the micro machine man bringing it back. That's good stuff. I'm bringing man. it back old school. I'm 40 yeah. years old, man. I got to bring it back old school for the kids. <laughs> they don't even know what I'm talking that about is, right now. That's sad, but true. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, I completely agree. Our uh, friends explainify, they do explainer videos and they aim for that 90 seconds because you mm-hmm. lose so much attention um, after that 90 seconds. And we all do. We all do. Even me watching back when I've recorded longer videos, I sit there and I'm like, man, when is this thing going to end? <laughs> and that's my We're own 19 video. minutes into this podcast. We've already lost 99% of our listeners. You know what I mean? Like yep. people have such a short attention span these yep. days and, yep. and they just, they won't dedicate the time to things, but, but listen, that's where video, that's where I really love video and sales outreach. Um, and again, like I'm not just plugging my product. You can use any video, just use video in your sales efforts. Whoever's listening to this, if you're not using video, Stop it. Use video, right? Because video is so easy to consume. It's so easy to consume. You're not asking anything of this person that you're sending the video to other than to just listen. Open your ears, press play and listen. You don't need to read a big thing. I'm going to explain everything right here and I'm going to make it easy for you. And then we're going to get to know each other. It's so easy. Absolutely. Love it. So, I mean, I think we've definitely established that video <laughs> is important. Um, and that's obviously something that's huge here at Go Rug. We, that's, we love video. Um, but on the other end, but we've talked about kind of closing sales. Like, how have you seen content creation help generate leads for your business? Okay, so there's a couple of different ways that I could take this one. Um, <laughs> Because I mean, you could you, look. I can I can talk for days about anything, right? But I uh, there's a couple of different ways you could take this content creation. You could look at that through the sales professional themselves, right? So there's a lot of sales. I wouldn't say a lot. There's a handful of sales professionals that are doing an insanely great job on channels, specifically like LinkedIn, producing content that is drumming up um, engagement and leads and la- helping them land deals because it's helping build their credibility and their authority in the space. And that's what's building the trust. So that's the one thing that um, I think more sales professionals need to be focusing on is just figuring out how they can produce their own content, supporting their own initiatives towards hitting their goals and building their pipeline. You can't expect marketing to do all the work for mm-hmm. you. That's not fair anymore. Yep. That's and, and honestly, that's not really what marketing's there for. They're not there to fill your pipeline. They're there to build awareness and then you got to take the ball from there. But if you can assist, if you can lend an assist in building the awareness and then you can tie that awareness to you personally, then guess what? You specifically are the one that's going to be getting all those leads coming in. This isn't going to be a round robin game where your CRM is deciding what rep gets this lead today. This is going to be you getting it because you're the name attached to the person that found the information that you put out that drove them there, right? So number one, that. But number two, um, the content thing that's really important right now that I think a lot of organizations are not putting enough effort into is this concept of a stage-appropriate asset, okay? Marketing focuses a lot on top of funnel information, the kind of information that causes somebody to, you know, they, they've identified their need and now they're able to find you because of that need through a Google search. They, they land in your website. Here's some documentation around this. That's top of funnel stuff, right? 
But once sales or whatever customer-facing team, I mean, this is really important in customer success as well, honestly. But once these other customer-facing teams are engaging with these prospects and customers, they need more help to keep bringing more value throughout the entire buyer's journey. And I honestly feel like this is where a lot of companies are really dropping the ball because marketing is so focused on the top of funnel in many organizations. They're not focusing on, okay, we got a, a sales qualified lead. Now we're done, right? Nope. Your job just started. Now you need to find ways to support that sales team so that that person keeps going through the journey because there's nothing worse than a clunky journey in the sales process. There's nothing worse than trying to identify a vendor or service or a product that you're looking to purchase, um, having that first demo call with the software or whatever you're talking to, and having the rep continually reach out and say, just checking in, just checking in, just checking in. (laughs) Pretty soon you start going, dude, shut up. Like (laughs) I don't check in with me anymore. I'll get back to you when I'm ready. That's why so many reps get that response. I'll get back to you. I'll get Mm -hmm. back to you when I'm ready. You're not bringing value to them. Those touch points, everyone needs to be thinking about this. Those touch points need to be valuable. You need to be thinking, if I'm reaching out to this person right now, what else can I bring to the table that brings us back into the conversation? What what podcast episode have we released? What article have I found that our company didn't even put together that speaks to things that we spoke to on our last call that I think this person will find value in? Make that your touch point. Make it have value and substance. And then you, again, you start building the trust that you want because they see, oh, okay, they're in this space. They clearly get what we're looking to do here because look at all this incredible information that they just keep spoon feeding us that is helping us make this decision easier. So those are the two different kinds of content that I... I'm really on a soapbox on right now that people need to be producing. So Josh, that's, I mean, honestly, it gets my wheels turning right now because I'm thinking of all the things too, like just with, I mean, we literally invested in some, some bigger software here recently mm-hmm. and understanding that buying process, that right. buying journey, um, it would have been great to receive some more information or, Hey, here's example cases. Hey, I was looking at this article, found this the other day, instead of, Hey, just checking in with you and just checking in. And I, I do that same thing. So I'm, I'm in this space too. Yeah. I'm like, again, we're, we're launching 100 episodes of the podcast. I'm positive that for every person I've talked to, I have, we have some type of podcast episode that would relate to what we've talked about. Um, And it is one of those things of just using that. Again, it's already content that's created. We're not even creating anything else. Literally it's, Hey, I think you would find some value in this uh, based on our conversation. I I think that's fantastic. That's completely different even than where I thought we would go with that, the content idea. Uh, But that is actually more valuable, especially in the sales process. So what you're saying is I just single-handedly revolutionized your sales process for you. Wow. We're getting That's close. Amazing. I think he needs a box That's, of cigars. He needs a box <laughs> of cigars. A whole box of cigars. <laughs> um, no, but Love listen, this is, why, this is why we have a podcast at our company yeah. as well. This yeah. is why there's, I started the Buyer Enablement Podcast for two reasons. Number one, um, I wanted to, to build awareness of this idea of buyer enablement because no one was talking about it. Um, everyone talks about sales enablement, marketing, sales and marketing alignment, sales acceleration. Those are great concepts. Like it, it helps internal teams move faster and that's good because speed wins in sales. But none of those things were focusing on the buyer. And, and why we weren't focusing on making it easier for a buyer blew my mind, mm-hmm. right? Like 
I talk to people all the time and I'm like, how do you send your information? And they're like, oh, you know, I put uh, documents into an email and send it. And I'm like, really? How long is your sales cycle? Oh, you know, 12 months, 24 months sometimes. Really? So how many emails with attachments have you sent until you land that deal? Oh yeah, lots of them. Oh, cool. So do you think that's helpful to the person receiving all those emails? And they go, (laughs) oh, and I say, yeah, that sucks, dude. Let's talk about this more. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, this is, these are the things that we need to think more about, but yeah, I mean, the, that's the reason we have the podcast. Number one was to build awareness in the name, but number two was to give us valuable information because the guests that we've had on the show are really good, smart people in the space. I mean, we recently had Dale Dupree on, uh, Dale's amazing. He's fire. Um, we had Dan Tyre from HubSpot on. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've had some incredible people with some incredible wisdom. I'm lucky enough to be able to be the host because I get to learn two weeks before anyone else because I, I get to digest this before anyone else hears the episode, right? But that content becomes incredible just checking in substitutes because now it's, say, our CEO just released his newest podcast with a guest that we thought you would find a lot of value in. We've loaded that video onto this page. Check it out when you have time. How much better of a touch point is that? Here is a one-hour episode filled with value that's going to help you be better in your role. I'm not even asking you if you're ready to move forward. I just want you to be better at your job. So here is some helpful information. Yep. Yep. That's what it's there for. Yep. So leverage that. It's great. That's fantastic. Um, so we, um, our demographic, a lot of times are people that are starting video kind of for the first time. Like they might've tried a few things, but there's really putting strategy behind that. So if they've never really utilized video within their sales or lead generation process, what would be some of the first things that you would say they need to do? I mean, you said practice was the first thing for sure. (laughs) Well, but what would be your advice for them? Yeah. Um, Number one, practice, and uh, I'm going to like repeat that. Number one, practice, (laughs) record videos of yourself and actually listen to them. Okay, so that's number one. Um, But before you even get to that, um, sit down with your team and identify what is the strategy here. Um, I see a lot of people using video on an island right now because the people willing to use video in the sales team is a small percentage and they're just willing to... Uh, let them go rogue uh, yeah. with, you know, you like that? That's you like it. that Thank product? You. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> you like that. It was cute. It was good. Um, <laughs> but they're just willing to let them go rogue. And mm-hmm. hey, you're willing to do video. You crazy SOB, go do some video. Let's see what comes out of it, right? And there's really no guidance. They just let them do it. And the problem with that is it turns into what Gary V talks about all the time. Fire your top salesperson. Well, why is he saying that? Because you can't repeat what the top salesperson's doing because the top salesperson is doing things that don't scale. The top salesperson is doing things because that top salesperson should probably just own their own business, mm. right? Because they are so different and they think differently and they do differently and no one else can follow in their footsteps, right? And video starts turning into that thing if you're not careful in helping to orchestrate the structure around how we're going to use video. It should be structured the same way that you put together your email automations. It should be structured in the same way that you put together your whole sales process. It should be structured so that people understand these are the confines we're staying in. These are the messages that we think are going to be effective, just like they would have been in a cold call or an email or dot, 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 right? Um, If you can do that, if you can build a structure around it, 
then you can build a repeatable process. And once you can build a repeatable process, then those crazies that are willing to embrace video early on, the small percentage in your sales team, they lead, right, by example. Other people start seeing that they're always on the top of the leaderboard because they're the only ones using video. They're the only ones Mm -hmm. getting responses in the entire office. And pretty soon, everyone else starts going, oh, yeah, okay, we got to start using video. How do you do those? Can we watch some of your videos? Yeah, this is the script that I've kind of stay around. These are the things that I say on the first outreach. These are the things I say on the second outreach. This is how I handle it on the third outreach. I hit them with a video on LinkedIn. Then I hit them with a video in a text. Then I hit them with a video in an email. Then I change the video after the first conversation to do this. Then I change the video. Then I put my presentation into a video because I'm a rock star, man. I hit record on Loom. My face is in the corner. I walk them through a pitch deck and I explain the whole thing because this is the thing so many people are missing right now. There are some killer AEs in the world that used to make bank tons of money because they'd walk into a room. They had this presence. They would command respect and they would land those deals. And they're sitting back going, whoa, what do I do in a fully digital environment for sales? And they're sending the same old pitch decks they used to. And guess what? There's like three words on each slide. Why? (laughs) Because you used to be in the room narrating (laughs) every slide. Yeah. PowerPoints were never meant to be sent into the abyss and just allow your prospects to read them and make sense of them. They won't make sense of them. Hit record on a tool like Loom. Record your face right over it. Say, hey guys, welcome to the presentation, just like you're in the room. On this first slide, here's the agenda. I'm going to lay this out for you. We're going to go right into this piece right here. Here's what I want you to pay attention to on this slide. Here's why this is important to your business, because I understand your challenges. You said your challenge was this, this, and this. That's why we're going to employ this, this, and this. That's why these three logos are on this slide without any words. They're super important, so they're huge logos. But if I didn't tell you why they're here, Mm -hmm. you would just look at a slide with three logos and go, well, those are our logos, right? (laughs) I mean, come on. It's ridiculous, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, we uh, actually, Loom, I was going to bring it up before too, because uh, Loom has been a phenomenal tool. Uh, we even use uh, outside the box, but StreamYard uh, for streaming. But you can, there's a record only feature where you can do a full presentation. So I just went, we uh, did recently launched an, uh, an article about Instagram algorithms. And so I just went through that and showed examples, pulled up Instagram on my desktop, showed that in a slide, explained what it was, put myself in the corner. Um, and, and it was just, it was really easy to do. Uh, It's just one of those things that there are tools out there that can help you connect with people, especially in this digital world. It's just getting people to move to that. But again, listen, you don't even need a tool for half this stuff. I screen record all the time. That costs me $0 and zero cents. I just do a screen record and I talk over the screen record and then I upload that video and I share it with the customer. I mean, come on. Right. I think that too many people, uh, there's just excuses everywhere. You know what I mean? Like there's all these, well, I can't do that. I don't have Vidyard and I can't do that. I don't have StreamYard and I can't do that. I don't have Loom. Okay. Do you have a computer? Yeah. Do you know how to hit shift command five? Oh, okay. What will that do? Well, it'll allow you to record your screen for free and then you share it. Right. I mean, like stop with the excuses. Like there's so many ways to do this stuff more effectively. It's not the tool. It's you. You just have to be willing to be more creative in your process and lucky for most sales professionals and other people in a customer facing role. 
being creative is something that a lot of highly successful people in that space are actually good at, right? So we just need to allow the creative part of our brain to look at things a little differently right now. And I think the second we start really truly thinking about what experience am I creating around this sale for my buyer, if we really think about that, that's when we start really truly refining our process and getting out of the things that we did 12 months ago that were, that were successful, that aren't anymore. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Josh, tell us what is next for sales reach? What's on the horizon for you guys? I mean, other than just like skyrocketing right past the moon. I mean, no, <laughs> right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was I mean, so arrogant. We, that yeah. was so arrogant. <laughs> well, I mean, you're um, looking at an astronaut right now. I mean, it's it's all the subliminal messages that you're receiving right now. You know, yeah. this yeah, growing this thing. We have the uh, <laughs> we have a pipe. We have a we have a list of 273 items that I want to get to in our roadmap. But what's next for sales reach is that it will forever and always remain a very simple platform. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually a lot harder to build a simple technology than it is to build a hard technology. Mm. What I mean by that is your Apple TV's back on number one. Yeah. But number two, <laughs> what I mean by that is that when uh, how many sales tools are out there? There's 7,000 sales tools out there, right? Yeah. And many times it's marketing teams that do the initial vetting of these tools. And marketing teams are more technically proficient than most customer-facing teams. Let's just call a spade a spade, right? Um, And so they look at these things and they go, oh yeah, this is easy. There's an automation thing and you type this in and you do this and this is easy. And then they bring it to the people that actually have to use it and they go, "Uh uh-uh, this is too hard. Yeah. I don't know how to do this and I don't have time to learn it because guess what? Unlike you marketing, um, my time is money. Yeah. I need to be closing deals. If I sit down for five hours trying to understand how to use this technology, I might not hit quota this month, which means my kid is going to have to miss dance recital, which means my wife is going to be really pissed because we're going to be eating ramen every night <laughs> instead of filet mignon. I'm not, I'm not in with that, right? I'm going to have to trade in my BMW and get a Hyundai. I'm not down with any of that, right? So- we have to keep these tools simple. There's a lot of things coming. Um, what I'm really excited about personally within our roadmap is right now, um, our product is really built for me organizing information to be helpful to then distribute to you. But what I'm missing right now in our product is the ability for you to respond to me and to maybe send me additional information that you would like again, organized on this portal Ooh. so that when it gets to the decision-making team, we have consensus. And it's not just my stuff I've been spoon-feeding you. It's also me receiving things from you and putting it here. Um, that's coming real soon. I'm really excited about that. Um, but beyond that, it's just finding ways to build out the 270-some things that I want to build out on this platform and keeping it simple, making sure that it never takes someone more than five minutes to make a page with the platform is job number one, because yeah. that is all the time that our audience has. So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I just even, even myself using the product, it's, it's easy to be able to templatize it as well. So building those mm-hmm. out for specific clients and not having to go dig through all the stuff and put it all, you know, it shouldn't take an hour for, to put all this stuff together, especially once you get your assets in line. Um, but I will say, I mean, even our, 
one of our clients uses it. We referred them to you guys and he loves it. Uh, and he has mm-hmm. built some, some really cool uh, pages as well. And I've, I'm looking at his stuff and I'm like, Oh, we can implement that and we can go through this. And uh, he's just done some really <laughs> cool stuff. He's, it's almost like giving somebody who is creative that leverage say, Hey, here's a tool. What can you do with it? And then all of a sudden he's having great experiences with, you know, that buyer journey. And all of a sudden he's closing deals because he has, he's able to use his creativity uh, rather than just a cold email or, Hey, here's a document for you to open up. Um, he's really leveraging that video, which he's already doing video podcasting. So it just kind of fits right in that vein with him. So the tool that was built, that's the baby step, right? You can use it for what it is off the shelf in just a sales sort of way. But when we learned what we actually built was when we got it out into the wild and our customers started being creative and saying, well, we're already licensing this. Where else could we use this? Mm -hmm. And they figured it out. And they started coming back to me and saying things like, hey, do you know how good this is for onboarding and training? And I was like, what? (laughs) Onboarding and training? I've never worked in that department. Tell me about that. And now I use it for my onboarding and training because my customers (laughs) showed me how. Yeah. Uh, Hey, do you know how good this is for customer success? We actually think this is more of a customer success tool than a sales tool. Really? Tell me why. What are the challenges customer success teams have? Oh, that sounds a lot like the challenges salespeople have. Yeah. Sounds like it'd be a great fit. But the really fun one um, that I'm, the one I'm really excited about right now is the recruiting angle. Um, we have a handful of customers that are using this for a very personalized recruiting experience. Yeah. To um, really pinpoint key top tier talent that they're trying to get into their organization and make a better experience around hiring them and onboarding them after the fact, because onboarding new hires is challenging in this digital way that we're living right now. Right. Um, So they're using it for that. Um, But the thing that I love the most about the whole recruiting angle is um, when COVID first hit, there were a lot of people in the sales community that lost their jobs. There were a lot of people everywhere that lost their jobs, but specifically in like customer roles, there were a lot of people losing their jobs early on. And um, we launched a platform called Sales Reach Hired. And we offered our product up 100% free to anyone that was trying to be more personal in their approach in a, uh, to hiring managers. And um, I was really sad to see uh, the adoption rates of this, right? Mm. Um, because there were a lot of people that were signing up for this platform and, you know, they, they were really desperate. I need to get a job. I need to get a job. Okay, well, here's a free platform. Here's how you use it. Go get them. And the adoption rates of it were so low at first, right? Um, and it took us a lot of time to get all these people set up. And it was just like, come on, I'm giving you free software, I'm giving you free training. <laughs> I'm not expecting anything from you. And you're not even going to use this. And you're just going to sit yeah. there and not find a job. But now we still do that for certain individuals um, that we come across um, that reach out to us. Um, and they are the ones that are motivated to actually use the platform. Yeah. We get them going on it again, hundred percent free, use it in your job search. And I'm not kidding, man. Some of these hiring managers are like, Hey, this isn't the proper channel. You can't send this directly to me. But at the same time, it's like, but this was really effective. So please make <laughs> sure you do put your resume through the proper channels. Yeah. Right? Wink, yeah. wink. I love um, that. So that's what I'm really excited about with the recruiting space is actually people finding jobs using our platform. It's the same process as selling. You're selling yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot absolutely. of different ways to use it. Just got to flex your creativity muscle a little bit. 
So somebody's interested now and wanting to obviously get this. They're they're going to get you know a huge referral credit from Go Rogue for recommending Sales Reach. <laughs> you know this is we're teeing this up, but no, no. Where can yeah. people find out more information and also connect with you? You you have a huge presence on LinkedIn. I always enjoy seeing your posts come up. People engage with it all the time. It's good value. Um, but where can they they can connect with you? Sure. Yeah. I mean, best place to connect with me specifically would be on LinkedIn. Um, and if you do connect with me on LinkedIn, please mention this podcast. That'd be awesome. Then yeah. I kind of know where you're coming from because um, I try to keep my LinkedIn connections pretty tight. I try to keep the spammers out of there because I'm yeah. really sick of people trying to help me grow my financial wealth um, <laughs> or trying to help me get through these unprecedented times. Um <laughs> My God, don't you use that, that word help, anymore, people. You need it. Don't use it. No, don't use that word anymore. It's too late. Um, but if you're interested in learning more about our software specifically, um, you can go to salesreach.io and uh, you can book a demo right off of there. Um, we will send you some information after you book a demo so that you can learn a little bit more about the software as well. Uh, and then we can just kind of walk you through it. Um, and if it's a fit, great. And if it's not, that's fine. We like meeting cool people. So, you know, just reach out to us. Um, but yeah, those are the two main ways. Awesome. Awesome. Joshua, thanks so much for being on the show. Finally, finally. <laughs> but you're here. It's not my fault, dude. It's not <laughs> me. This is all on you. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, it's it has been so good, though. We really do appreciate it. And uh, next time we're up in Minneapolis, we'll uh, we'll hang out, drink some scotch, smoke some cigars, something like that. You are welcome. You are both welcome. Yes. Oh, thanks. <laughs> awesome. even, even the producer, even the guy sitting on the chair in the other room, uh, he's even there he is. He <laughs> is excited. welcome. Yep. He's excited. Yep. That's awesome. Well, hey, thanks so much. Everything that you guys need will be at uh, roguecreators.club. You guys can see all the links and everything that we've talked about here and connect with Josh over there as well. And so thank you guys so much for tuning in. Until next week, we'll see you then. Thanks. You guys ready for rapid fire? I think so. <laughs> Joshua, you ready for rapid fire? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's Jacob. All right. Question number one. What is your spirit animal? Do oh. I answer first or do we yeah, go, around, go around the room here? You're good. Go ahead. I'm good. Oh, yeah. Man. My spirit animal is a bulldog. I can see that. I can, man, I can see that. <laughs> you see the visual? The visual. Yeah. 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 Bulldog with a beard. There you yeah. go. Love that. What about you, Lauren? Yeah, you're going to have to go. I don't uh, know. A bear is mine. Oh, it always has been. Obvious. That's just oh, a, uh, cud- a cuddly one? Well, no. The oh, Kodiak Grizzly, which is the oh, most BA no, bear it's, ever. It's a panda. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll go I'll go with panda for you. Yeah, I can see that one. Yeah. Just sitting around. Oh no, it's the koalas that get high. I was about to say, like just sitting around what? eating bamboo. No. Wait just, a minute, where is this going? I, mean, what? I didn't sign up not, for this. I've never ever ever. You didn't right, inhale. You didn't inhale. This did not inhale the bamboo. Oh my gosh. Alright, go ahead. Uh mine would be an octopus. Uh because they're super cool. Oh, that's right. Um yeah. and then you know the recent uh like research port that came out about Octopi, uh, that they'll just randomly punch fish out of spite. Um, just, <laughs> um, I thought was.
just hilarious. Not that I just want to punch people, but I, I just think it's really cool of an animal to express that kind of emotion. And they're like highly like, intelligent, but they yes. just want to like deck people just all have the a time. bad day and they want to express it. We're digging up some realness about you now. I mean, I'm feeling bad for the next person that walks past you on the street right yeah, now. Right. I think they're going to get sucker punched, man. Yeah. For no reason. No I don't reason like your sweater. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. All right. All right, Jacob, next question. All right, question number two. If you could switch lives with someone for one day, who would it be? Oh, man. It's a... Uh... There's a part of me that like says like Elon just to be like in his head for a day and see what that experience is like with SpaceX with te- with Tesla and the boring company like all these I just want to know what he does and I don't even have to switch lives with that. I just want to be on the, a fly on the wall but it'd be very interesting I think there's an important distinction here too it does say switch and so he would become you for a day holy moly so then he oh. would take your company over and think about how good Go Rogue would be uh, with wait. Elon at the helm. Wait a minute. Wait. wait. <laughs> Thanks, Jacob. <laughs> Somebody's begging for better leadership. <laughs> do it. We'll do a 360 on that. We'll uh, we'll see we'll see what your actual opinions are on that, Jacob. But thanks. So we your reviews coming up. It's fine. We're, we're yeah, I, I think there's an email that starts out "You're fired" in the future. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But not from Elon. Switching yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, all right. What about you, Lauren? Oh, gosh. These are the worst for me. <laughs> all right. We're going to send it over to yeah, Josh. Yeah. Then. Give me a second. Okay. But should we clarify are these people living or dead? And I guess if they're swapping <laughs> with us, they have to be living, right? Dude, being a being a parent of, of littles, uh, uh, being yeah. dead for a day might be, I think it just get some good rest for a whole I mean, that's hours. what I'm saying. Like, if I could swap <laughs> with somebody down in the ground and just, like, sleep for a, a day as a startup founder, that's pretty amazing. And then I would probably drum up someone horrible and be like, haha, you have to come back and you're not going to understand any of this, right? Ooh, like, you're yeah, going to live in yeah. the tech world and you're going to be confused. Um <laughs> Yeah, oh, that'd be great. Hilarious. Uh, if I, uh, so, okay, so if I could switch with anybody, um, I'm, I'm going to go with someone that's not alive, but I'm going to pretend, I'm going to pretend that I would be alive as them. Okay. Because I would have loved to have lived one day in Robin Williams' shoes. I would uh, love to have just yeah. one day just understanding how that man's mind worked. Because yep. he was genius and he had the ability to bring so much joy into this world. And I always respected that about him. Um, and I think that he would have found quirky ways to have fun as me as well. Um, but if it has to be somebody living, uh, then I would have to say Brad Pitt. And only for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, I just think he's a very good looking man. And if I could spend one day being a very good looking man, and maybe if he could spend one day being me, he would understand that he needs to stop like allowing himself to be so sexy and just let man. the rest of us survive yes. as well. But also, he has a pretty epic motorcycle collection, and I would not mind trying out some of those old Harleys and Triumphs that he's got. Yeah, yeah that is true. Yeah. That's a good one. Of course. All right, Lauren, you got to match that. I can't. Like, my brain has literally gone blank. I'm like, what are people? We're going to pick for you, then. We're going <laughs> to yeah, pick for you. Absolutely. Please do. Please do. That Ariana Grande. Officially oh, Ariana Grande. Here we That's go. it. That's yeah, it. and that's the show. That's, that's the show. A nightmare. That's it. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. All right. We're out. Griffin, uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed.